What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. An impasta. Itch manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hi, dear. How are you? Good. That that uh that terrible joke made me chuckle. I I uh I'm not proud of that one. I didn't write it. You I, did, oh, I well, didn't write that one. Yeah. I, uh, most of them I write that one. Uh I knew that the width and breadth and depth of uh, noodle jokes. <laughs> We're just out there. I couldn't. Sometimes when I'm trying to ra- write a joke, <clears throat> a word will get stuck in my head that I can't do anything with. Mm-hmm. But I could not get the word oodles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ood- do you want to know about, what do you know about noodles? Oh, I know oodles about noodles. Oh, uh-huh. I couldn't get there. So I had <laughs> to look it up. Can I tell you what I think about every time I think about spaghetti? Okay. Without fail, there was uh classic i would say classic oh yeah i've told you about this you haven't have. yeah classic sesame street segment about captain vegetable mm-hmm. and there is a part with a young man uh, i believe a puppet singing my name is eddie i like spaghetti i eat spaghetti <laughs> whenever i can and i think about that every time i hear or think or see the word spaghetti that is not the story I thought you were going to tell. Oh, what are you going to tell about when I <laughs> when I got sick to my tummy? Yes. By spaghetti? Yeah, I think I was like going to dinner with like a friend and his parents when I was like a small child. Uh, and we went to uh, anyone who is slightly in the know will know where it is, but I will not name names. Uh, a spaghetti restaurant in Huntington. Uh, and I ate a little bit too much and I got sick to my stomach and uh, regurgitated. And it put me off the sketty for a while. Uh, am I correct in that the story concludes with it coming out your nose as well? A little bit. I mean, I was trying. Yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to name. I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, so I was trying to avoid the nitty gritty. But apparently that doesn't bother you. So I no, just blow it on my spot. Uh, doesn't bother me at all. Um, I but, am I am back on the spaghetti. I'm back yes, on the noodle. Yes. Our daughter is a big fan of spaghetti, as am I. Yes. I enjoy cold spaghetti the next day but that is in fact a thing i know so well that if we're like ordering from like a restaurant that has spaghetti i'll just go ahead and or add like a side of spaghetti for you to then put in the fresh much like i would say uh my favorite cold the next day food is hands down what do you think it is cold the next day food pizza Mm, so close. That oh. was my second. Okay. It's fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's good too. No, but um, I have all, it's not like a, a pregnancy thing, development. No. Um, I'm not pregnant, but it's not something that developed when I was pregnant. I have always loved true. cold spaghetti breakfast. The other day, um, 
we were eating something and I was putting sriracha on my food and Teresa observed like, oh, you're really into like spicy sriracha lately. And I said, yeah, this is new, huh? Maybe I'm pregnant. <laughs> and BB said, are you pregnant? And I said, no. Which turned into an anatomy lesson at yes. the dinner table. <laughs> and at one point, at one point I said, I said, well, I don't have a uterus, so I can't get pregnant. And she said, oh, daddy. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you'll find a way to get pregnant. I was like, no, wait. Hold on. <laughs> not, not a conversation I was expecting to have. Um, so, noodles. Now, okay, okay. Now, I want, I want to get this out of the way. There is a semantic, tangible difference between noodles and pasta. Okay. Pasta can be noodle-shaped. Like spaghetti or linguine, uh-huh. um, because this is uh, there is a national linguine day this week. Sure, which is amazing. Of course, everyone knew that. Um, but technically, noodles and pasta are different. Now, hold on. Is this is this like a all squares or rectangles, but not all rectangles or squares kind of thing? Or you're saying like this is a noodle, this is a pasta, never the twain shall meet. Um. In the way of, I, I, I think never the twain except for, okay, so we're, we'll get into it a little, a little more in depth. You can't just tease later. me with this huge bombshell. Bombshell pasta news are different, but you got to wait. This is like the nightly news. I can't. All right. Uh, all right. Well, this is in response to a specific question from Ariel asks, I'm Asian and my husband is Italian. So this is a very touchy subject. When are they noodles and when are they pasta? Any long boy I call noodles. Mm-hmm. But when I tell my husband, he's like, what did you serve me? Okay. So can I guess the difference? Sure. Pasta is like flour based and noodle is is like not flour based. So that that's about right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm comfortable living in that area for my entire life. About right, yeah. The National Pasta Association defines <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know, but everybody's got to have someone. That's true. These some people have the National Pasta Association. Do you think it's weird that in like the the like na- the National Association registry? Like right before the NRA is the NPA, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, please don't confuse us!" <laughs> but oh, please don't confuse us for them. Oh, uh, defines a noodle as containing at least five point five egg solids in their culinary makeup. Okay, okay. so more eggs in the noodle uh, dough than in pasta dough. Um, noodles are dense and can come in a variety of shapes and sizes, as as the same with pasta, but they're most fr- frequently seen in long, thin strips or rods. Okay, so. Noodles, heavy no- egg content. And they can be made from a variety of sources, like mung beans, potato, buckwheat, wheat, acorn, rice, chickpeas, all of that, right? Uh-huh. Pasta differs primarily because of the ingredients, which are normally durum semolina Wheat flour. Okay. Okay. Um, and the processing. Whereas pasta can also can be um, rolled or extruded. Uh-huh. Noodles cannot really be extruded. They are more rolled and stretched and cut. Okay. 
There's a difference, folks. We blew this whole thing wide open. That's going to do it for us. Thank you. No, <laughs> there's more. Um. Well, so uh, in Italy, there are some higher end markets that mm, actually- Gold noodles. No, that actually have regulations that require pasta to be made of 100% durum flour in order to be authentic. Okay. Um. Japan- has also started using durum and their fresh alkaline noodles because they like the yellow color, well, right? Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, I don't know. I have seen there's something about an all white noodle that doesn't strike me as being done. Huh? Okay. I think I think it's because I'm used to baking, and I think of like it looks very pale to me, and it's like, oh, you haven't cooked it long, but I, that's not oh, okay. that's not how you make noodles at all. I I, okay. I don't know. I'm not baking my spaghetti either. I don't know why this bothers me. I don't know. That said, I, I you know what? I like noodles in all forms now, but oh boy, will I take ramen over spaghetti any day? Don't at me. Don't <laughs> at me, folks. But I will take ramen over spaghetti any day. I think I'm the opposite. I, oh, really? I think that I would take spaghetti over ramen. Okay. I'm so sorry. No, hey, you know what? That's good because that way we're not competing for the same dish. You get one, I'll get we'll go to that um spaghetti slash ramen restaurant that we love so much and we can each order one or the other. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Um and there's a lot to choose from because there are over two hundred different types of pastas in over three hundred different shapes. Um, that can be served warm or cold in different sauces and presentations. Um, there's the long, thin ones. There's the ones that look like bow ties. There's the swirly ones. There's the ones that are shaped uh, like frozen characters. There's do you, They probably don't count those, do they? No. The ones where it's like, oh, look, it's the Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> we eat a lot of unicorn-shaped macaroni yeah. and cheese around here. Yeah, BB's gotten real into that. I don't know why that's a selling point where it's like, hey, you know how you love Olaf so much? Eat his face. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me let me continue for a moment. Okay, please. All right. One evolved from the other. Uh, so noodles came first, um, and then it was refined into pasta. Mostly by Italians. That makes complete sense to me. Because um, that Columbus fellow was always sailing around. Was it him? Uh, no, this was Marco Polo. Oh. Mm. Oh, not just an app inventor. Okay. <sighs> I was going just to guess. I'm just trying to breathe because there's you're, you're getting them in quick today. Well, it's because I don't know anything about noodles. Um, I was going to guess that they evolved simultaneously. That it was the kind of thing where it's like... Or they, they like the idea of like noodles over here, noodles over there, because there's like noodles don't seem to me to strike me as belonging to any one got like uh, the invention of them. But it's sounding more and more like that is not the case. Um, No, it is. You're 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 there Um, because uh, even even if that Marco Polo myth was true, uh-huh. um. There is more empirical evidence of noodles in China earlier than okay. there is in Italy. But, I mean, I th- so you're, you're or right. originated definitely in China before Italy. But I'm thinking, like, also, like, Japan, Korea. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but probably more independently. Yeah. Um, because uh, it, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint the exact place where they started, yeah. right? Um, much like cheese, when we spoke about uh-huh. cheese, uh, there were noodle-like things that were developed in pretty much every ancient culture. Yeah. Uh, and 
even though we spent a lot of time talking about the difference between noodles and pasta, mm-hmm. yes, it really doesn't matter. You can, unless you are trying to be super specific, I'm going to interchange them. <laughs> this is uh, this is a thing of like, okay, here's a weird fact that I know to illustrate my point. The American Kennel Club, the AKC, says technically the only dog with spots is the Dalmatian. Mm-hmm. Other than that, all the dogs have ticks, which is confusing already. But that's why, like, there's a dog called the Blue Tick Healer, right? right? It's blue spots. But only the Dalmatian has spots, according to the AKC. So it seems like they've just drawn a completely unreasonable line in the sand of, like, or that's the arbitrary. only dog with spots. Arbitrary. Thank arbitrary. Arbitrary. Of, like, that is the dog with spots? What about that dog with spots? Uh, no. <laughs> Those are ticks. <laughs> and so I think that this is, like, if you want to get technical, there is a difference between pasta and noodles. But... If we're looking at it in the vernacular of like everyone who talks about it ever, mm-hmm. pastas is noodles, noodles is pasta. And there are pastas that are noodle shaped. Mm. We talked about that earlier. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm done talking about it. Anyway. We have evidence of noodle like dumplings in China as early as seventeen thousand BCE. I don't know why, but I was like No, seventeen hundred. Oops. Oh, okay. <laughs> 1700 BC, still a long time ago, but okay. Oh. We had dinosaurs over. We got woolly mammoth <laughs> noodle, eating yeah. noodles. Oh. Sorry, it's okay. 1700 BCE makes a lot more Please sense. Please excuse me. No, it's all right. My eyes lost track from yeah. one line to the other. Uh huh. And so you just added an extra zero on there. I get zero. it. <sighs> okay. And, um, there's evidence in an Etruscan tomb from the 4th century of people making what appears to be pasta. Uh-huh. All right. This is what um what probably originated the Marco Polo myth legend uh, the because idea- he probably did bring noodles back. He brought a lot of stuff back. Yeah. But um the 5th century there was the the Silk Road. We've talked about this carrying carrying things across the continents, mm-hmm. um, and uh, merchants would bring dry noodles known as itria with them um, on their long journey, and so they were probably the ones that actually quote brought pasta to Sicily. Um, but you know. This was it wasn't quite pasta yet. It was more like noodles. But it was, it wasn't like I'm going to bring this back and everybody's going to be so impressed. They they already had something very similar anyway. Um, lagne, which um, like is lasagna, exactly, which is ah. thought to be an ancient ancestor of lasagna. Yeah, big flat noodles, big flat boys. Um, and the reason why Marco Polo theory has been debunked is because in the early 2000s, a 4,000-year-old bowl of noodles was unearthed in an archaeological, yes, dig in northwestern China. Okay. There were, they were nearly perfectly preserved. Add water. Long, thin, yellow noodles. found. Was in the some- myth that Marco Polo brought them to China? No. Okay. But he brought them... From China, I think. Okay, whatever. Sure. Anyway, it's not right. Okay. We're going to talk more. We're going to talk oodles about noodles. Oh, you Ah. got it in there. But first, a word from our sponsors. 
Teresa. Yes. I would like to reward you for brushing your teeth. Yes. Well, not, okay, not me, not me doing it, but I'm going to tell you how to get rewards for brushing your teeth. Okay, uh, that's yeah. all right. I'll take it. You know Quip? I do know Quip. You know of Quip? I do. Well, with Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. And, the, okay, here's how it works. You brush your teeth, uh-huh. right? We should all Every be doing day. it. Yeah. Every day. We should all be doing it. The Quip smart toothbrush which is for adults and kids, connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth to track your brushing and you earn rewards from Quip and partners. And if you already have Quip, which we do, you can upgrade it with a smart motor and keep all the features you already know and love, like the built-in timers, uh, the gentle but great vibrations to clean your teeth, all that stuff. And still, best best tasting toothpaste on the market as far as I'm concerned. So start getting rewarded for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash schmanners, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip, better oral health, made simple and rewarding. I'm going to get those rewards. Get them. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about Uh, this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Okay. So, pasta. 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 Yes. Tell me more. Um, so, pasta is delicious. Yes, I've heard this. Yes, yes, um, yes. I like mine as a vehicle for sauce. I like mine with lettuce and tomato. No. Nope. Um, Nope. 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 You like yours in soup? I do. Well, uh, soup like. Soup like. Yes. Broth, broth light is my chosen. I, I, I like, uh, I like the ramen, but I, the soup part is my least favorite part of it. Meh. And I like the noodles and I like all the stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, couple of fun things about pasta. Please. It's actually the reason forks became an eating utensil in Italy. Whereas before forks, they probably ate it with their hands. Oh, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Okay. So the ability to kind of yes. twirl and tine and stab and uh-huh. shovel delicious, delicious noodles and sure. pasta sure. Uh, happened then. Um, and even though we we love noodles, you and I and yeah. the world, yeah, probably weren't, um, you know, weren't a big thing, wasn't a big thing in the U.S. for a very long time. Um, in fact, they might not even have it now on our grocery stores if it weren't written about by our third president, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. I, I it felt like that was a trick question for a second. That's a, the delay. No, I was looking at you. I know. Like, but, answer me, please. But I'm usually wrong. <laughs> and the, kind of the way you said it made it feel like the third president to do this is what I was waiting. It was Thomas Jefferson. Okay, so he wrote about it. These things. All these. He wrote boys. about his love affair for a dish uh, that is adjacent to macaroni and cheese. 
Is this why you stick? Okay. Okay. Yes, I can see it in your eye. Stick a feather in his cap and call it macaroni. Yes, but that's right. a different thing. So here we go. He's Thomas Jefferson spent a decent chunk of his career in France, um, and when he was visiting Northern Italy, uh-huh. uh huh, because you know all those places are very close to to one another, um, he discovered macaroni, uh huh, um, which the French would smother in a sauce made of cream and various cheeses and things like that, yeah. and he loved it so much. So he was a big fan of frozen. That when he. What? He was eating the frozen shape mac. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I I missed that callback. He loved it so much that he just raved about it to really anybody who would listen. You guys heard about this macaroni and cheese stuff? And nobody- Hey, aren't you the president? Nobody had cable, so this is what passed for entertainment. uh, Thomas, Thomas, tell us again about the cheesy macaroni. Uh, it probably wasn't the macaroni like craft dinner that uh, we yeah. think about because first of all, the pasta probably wasn't um, elbow macaroni. Yeah, um, macaroni is kind of like a it's it's like a shortcut for any kind of extruded pasta shape. Okay, um, it was probably more like a bow tie or something. But anyway. Um, he wanted to serve it to his guests at at the White House, um, and it became so in vogue that the word macaroni became slang for cool, right? Which, that's how stuck a feather in his cap, cap and called, called it macaroni. macaroni. Right. It's making fun of us continentals, uh, right? Or whatever. Or us, uh, nor- or us, us USAers, us Americans. Of saying, like, look how classy we are simply because I put a feather in my cap. It's like, oh, you put a feather in your cap and you think you're classy? You're not classy, son. That's right. That's it's because he's a Yankee Doodle dandy and uh-huh. he's a dandy who mm-hmm. thinks you get it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, you can go on YouTube and you can find several uh, very entertaining. YouTube videos about of people trying to recreate Jefferson's macaroni. It's quite fun. Okay. I thought you were going to say like make macaroni or any kind of pasta from scratch, which I assume is the kind of thing where it's like really rewarding to do and difficult to learn. I yes. assume. Well, um, it's, uh, it's about, <sighs> it's not difficult, but it requires technique. Yes. It, it probably it's like once you know how to do it, yeah. it's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. All right, so one last part about the um, Italian-American scene in the U.S. pasta business. Uh-huh. Um, so during the late 18th century, American crops such as corn, tomatoes, certain cactus fruits, zucchini, all these things, made their way back to Italy as kind of like oddities, uh-huh. right? Hey, yes. look at what we got from the new world, right? Um, and so even though they were originally grown in small botanical gardens, their popularity grew to the point where they were grown in regions all over Italy. So it was like the stuff that we think of as Italian came over from the U.S. to Italy. You said tomatoes, right? Yeah. That's a that's a big one. Well, and then between 1870 and 1920, millions of Italian immigrants came to America, uh-huh. right? And so they had, they once upon a time, different regions in Italy pretty much stayed 
true to the type of pasta dishes that they had in their region, right? Yes. You would you wouldn't go somewhere else and have the linguine that your mother made, right? right. It was it was not her regional. Of. But because these Italian immigrants started being started living in Italian quote neighborhoods, even L- though little Italy, if exactly you will. someone from Rome living next to someone from Sicily, living next to someone from Naples, so these regional recipes started to blend together, and that's also the reason why many Italian dishes Americans love aren't technically authentic Italian dishes, yes. right? Um, and like the whole operation really depends on World War II. Okay. Lots of things come back from Europe during World War II, and the soldiers returning home craved the delicacies that they had while they were stationed oh, yeah, in Italy. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, this okay. is where Italian Americans began to open up restaurants and delis and and all sorts of things in order to meet this demand. Um and so now pasta is considered a staple of US cuisine. And probably pretty much everywhere. Oh, to some degree. To some degree. Okay, we have questions. We yes. got questions. questions. And you know what? Here's the number one question we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually kind of two questions, right? So number one, the right way to eat it. Yes. And here's the thing. Number two, is it okay to slurp? Because a lot of people pointed out that, for example, it's uh, uh, culturally different. Yes. Uh, because, like, for example, ramen mm-hmm. uh, and, and in, like, Japanese culture, mm-hmm. it's fine to slurp your, your soup, your, your ramen. Also, it is fine to slurp noodles in Chinese culture as okay. long noodles are thought to represent long life. So you don't cut your noodles. But with like Italian or mm-hmm. here in the U.S., frowned upon. Um, Here's the thing. Okay. If it is a filled pasta, it's just fine to cut it. So like a ravioli. Ah, uh, yes. Right? Yes, yes. Cut it with the side of your fork. That's fine here. Also fine in Italy. Um, But a longer pasta. Yeah. You should twirl it with your fork. That's like the whole thing. But don't slurp. Don't try not to slurp. Okay, but twirl out your fork, no cutting. Do you do you like a spoon to scoop up? Uh, you get it on the fork, you scoop it with a spoon. Um, if you are given a spoon with your meal, sure, you can twirl it on the spoon. That's not really a thing that Italians do. I feel like it's a thing but, though where you like spin it with the fork, right, mm-hmm. and then you kind of come under and cup it with the spoon so it stays all together. Maybe that's just because I'm a sloppy boy. <laughs> I am under the impression that you can use the spoon to help twirl. Okay, got it. This is from Valerie. Is there any actual type of guidance for what shape of pasta goes with what sort of sauce or dish? Or is it really just mixing and matching at whim? Can I say my feeling? Uh, If it is like heavily sauce, like a heavy sauce, right? Mm -hmm. Like a bechamel. Right, a cheese sauce or yes. something like that. I would go with something tubular, right? Mm-hmm, so it mm-hmm. has more room to gather the sauce in it and deliver it to you, right? A lighter yes. sauce, like a spaghetti sauce, I would go with like uh, the noodles, right? Well, okay, we have to we have to delineate what us Americans, U.S. people, would say spaghetti sauce is. Bolognese, spaghetti uh-huh. bolognese. Is a heavier sauce. Yes, yes, yes. So technically, they don't really go together. It's a dish that we eat. Yeah. It's fine. But 
if you're doing this heavy, light sauce business, yes, technically, something like um, spaghetti olio, right? So it should have just like olive oil and salt and pepper on it, right? right? That thin, thin noodle. But you're exactly right where a heavy sauce needs a textured, tubular- A delivery system. Delivery system, exactly. Whereas a thinner, more delicate noodle- technically requires a thin sauce. And we say technically because do what you want. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Um, Tim, Tim, (laughs) Tim, Tim, Jim, Jim asks, how much cheese is too much cheese for my pasta? Um, Again, if you're at home, put as much cheese on that thing as you want. Right, right, right. Um, Only you get to decide what what the, the measurement is. But if you are at a restaurant in the way of a waiter comes around and offers fresh, fresh cracked pepper and fresh, like, shredded cheese. Yeah. A good idea would be to allow them to turn it several times and when maybe they slow that's enough. Right. It, right? It, it is, I, I would say much <laughs> if, like if you're waiting, If you're waiting on someone to tell Keep you, going. <laughs> this is enough cheese, <sighs> they, the, the language of their body will tell you that's enough cheese. Um, I usually say no more than 10 turns. That's way too many. I mean, it's, it, it is a condiment, right? Yes. It is not a side dish. Um, so I think about it in terms of like, if I was doing salt, right, like I wouldn't just sit there and pile it on. Because at a certain point, I think the reason to delineate the difference between a restaurant and a like at home thing is that a restaurant, the cheese is like an accent, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and and I I would feel like I was like it was kind of insulting to the restaurant that I was like, well, I really wanted to disguise the taste of the dish I got <laughs> right. with all of this cheese, please. Exactly. Um. This question is from Brent. Uh, what do I do when the noodle knot on my fork falls apart in my mouth? Slurp it up or bite it and let the remainder fall onto my plate? Um, it is suggested uh, by Miss Manners, Judith Martin, that you slurp it up quietly um, because you're only likely to draw more attention to yourself by letting noodles fall out of your mouth yeah. and onto the plate than you are to just make them disappear up your mouth hole. Okay, gross. <laughs> um, this is from, uh, I'm going to say Astrid. I like to have friends over and I love making homemade pasta, but I hate my pasta al dente. Now, al dente, that's how uh, most instructions say to make it, which uh, means like with bite, with teeth, mm-hmm. right? So that when you bite it, it has a little bit, uh, it, you can feel it doesn't fall apart in your mouth, right? You right. can feel your teeth kind of cutting into it. It has a little uh, firmness to the it. The snack that bites back. <laughs> sure. Um, Astrid goes on to say, I like when it's almost mushy, but I know most people don't like that. So what can I do to please everyone, including myself? What I would do, I love to cook, right? And I, I realize, for example, uh, I like my dishes often spicier than you and BB do. Right. Or I like uh, a little bit more flavor. I mean, salts. I like salt more than you guys do. So uh, I will do everything all together up to a point and then separate it 
to like put the finishing touches for me and for you, right? Right. And I think that you can do this with a a, a boiling pasta, right. maybe not a pasta dish, like it's something that you would have to uh, finish in the oven right. or put together as kind of like a, a pasta salad or something. But if you're serving pasta plus sauce, what I would say is pull out most of the pasta, put it in your colander to drain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and divide whatever kind of sauce so that you can continue to boil your portion until it is the way you like it and then dress it with the sauce. And the the others at your dinner party can have their pasta al dente dressed in their sauce. Can I tell you what I do so that people at home can tweet at me and tell me if I'm doing something horribly wrong? Sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is what you're supposed to do. Please tell me if I'm doing it wrong, but don't yell at me, okay? Just like say just politely, like, oh, excuse me, Travis. Um, when you uh when your pasta is done, right, in the pot, rinse it with cooler water. No, Teresa's telling me no, but I heard it keeps it from sticking together. Teresa's st- shaking her head no at me, but like I'm painting her by what is this hurting you, me saying this? Are people gonna yell at me? If you rinse the pasta, uh you are rinsing off the the starch. Uh, on the pasta, which is what keeps the sauce on it. Wow. So better than that. Okay. <laughs> reserve a cup or two of the cooking liquid. Uh-huh. Uh, so that if you find that your pasta is sticking, you can add the cooking liquid back in. So okay. just a little bit of cooking water instead of sink water to rinse it down the drain. Okay. Now, everybody, you don't have don't to let have me to, to, don't, You don't have to tell me now because Teresa No did, tweeting. And that's way better. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you to everybody who wrote in questions. Thank you to everybody for listening. Oh, wait. I love to cut my spaghetti when I eat it cold. Yeah. And I just have to tell you, there's a lot of things about cutting. When I am eating cold spaghetti over the sink in the morning for breakfast, I'm cutting it. Right. So, Well, this is the thing we, we hit a lot on this show, yeah. right? It's like a lot of these are the technical, by the book, if you're looking to 100% it, this is the answer. Two but, or three strands on your fork to twirl it and then up into your mouth if you're in polite company. If you're like me and you like your pasta yeah, fast and ready. Do what you want. I, I cut it up when I eat it by myself standing over the sink. Listen, pasta <laughs> is comfort food. Ramen is comfort. Like noodles are comfort food, so you should be comfortable eating them. Like that's, that. I would never like order like uh some saucy pasta like for i don't know a state dinner or whatever right. you know i think that this really is the last thing we talked about this with the deep dish pizza episode yeah right if you are worried about the pasta delivery system order something else yeah. at a restaurant um if you're worried about can i do this without making a mess order something else uh if you're worried about uh, uh, the proverbial bosses coming to dinner. Don't make spaghetti, yeah. right? So you have but a lot don't more- burn the roast. <laughs> you have a lot more control over this than you think. Relax and enjoy your pasta how you like it. Okay, the, for real. I think that this, folks, is a great episode to share with friends. But maybe you have a different favorite Schmanners episode. Why don't you this week, in the next seven days, 
find a chance to share a Schmigginers episode that you've really enjoyed with a friend. I have so much fun making this show with Teresa, and I think, uh, hopefully, you have fun listening to it. So let's try to get the word out and get some more Schmigginers fanners in here. Uh, listening to these episodes will make the world, uh, maybe not necessarily like a fancier place, but a nicer place, a nicer place to be. Yeah. Um, so share episodes with friends. Um, you you can, can find those episodes and links at our Twitter, which is at Schmanner's Cast. Yes, you can also uh, find them at macroid.family. Um, if you have ideas for episodes, email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com. Join our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners, if you love to give and get excellent advice from other Schmanners fans. And when we do pick a topic, we will put out the call for questions on our Twitter account. Once again, that's at Schmannerscast. Thank you so much, Alex, our researcher. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, who else do we thank? We like to thank Brent Brentelfloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Kayla and Wasso for our Twitter thumbnail art at Schmanners Cast. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinnett Photography for the cover picture of our fan run Facebook group. Again, Schmanners Fanners. Uh, and thank you, Max Fun, for yes. being our podcast home. And that's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.